spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday. We got to call this hotline. Right on. What did we call in this, uh, Becky Lynn? I heard it in your news. The Empower, Empower Hotline. Empower, yeah. baby. This yeah. is uh, Tom Horn's creation where you call to complain about teachers. Oh, goodness. You know, the people. Or lessons plans, not so much teachers. Because it's handed down. They didn't make up the lesson. If it was it handed down to them and they got to decide what I'm teaching today? Um, or if the teacher goes off of the curriculum. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the teacher goes off the curriculum, that's not, uh, you know, it's one thing to think outside the box. Another thing to have uh, a wacky box. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's what we've got, right? We've got this, uh, we've got this new, um, I would say, hotline. So it's not even an 800 number, so somebody's paying for it. And basically what it's called Rates is the may vary. Empower Hotline. Tom Horn is the new um, uh, education guy. So uh, parents can report inappropriate lessons in school through a new hotline. So first question, why wouldn't you just call the teacher? Why wouldn't you email the teacher? All parents email teachers all, all times of night, all times of day. If, they, if you need to get in touch with the teacher, why don't you just do that? Why are you calling a hotline? All right, so that's number one. Uh, number two, if you're a teacher and you hear now there's a hotline about you, I'm just going to tell you because I know a lot of teachers. I'm married to one. Uh, here's how they're going to feel. Disrespected again. And you know what? Why am I doing this? The money's garbage. There's a war on teachers. This is just, uh, this is just a complaint line. This is like uh, an airing of grievances hotline. Uh, and I don't find... I don't find a reason uh, for it other than Tom Horn uh, is a politician. And this was one of his big uh, political uh, things that he promised during during the, the race with Kathy Hoffman. Well, it must have worked because people voted for him. They did. But I it think, doesn't I think mean we that they play the importance of of the way their parents are feeling about school. OK, it's not well, always a war on teachers, not always a war on parents. And I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on at times that. You know, uh, thank God it's not happening like, you know, it happens in other states. But, and that's a, that's a good thing. How many people are really going to use? First of all, how many people actually know about the empowerment line? I don't know. I, I don't know if people are going to find out about Somebody it. Somebody asked me today, the the empowerment line. I'm like, I didn't, wasn't this supposed to happen? I thought this happened weeks and months ago. Yeah, weeks and months ago. I, I guess that's what it is. All right. So we got the empowerment hotline. Is anybody going to call? I don't know. It's all, you know, a lot of it is with this critical race theory, which, by the way, is not being taught in Arizona. Uh, we told you the other day, uh, you know, if you go down to the Arizona legislator, there's a guy, J.D. Mesnard, right? He's yeah. got this new big bill about, um, what is it, uh, critical race critical theory. Critical race theory. Yeah, listen to this. Republican Senator J.D. Mesnard leading the fight against critical race theory. In- and, and just this is this hotline is geared towards critical race theory. That This is what the hotline really is for. The legislature, his Senate bill that would ban it in K-12 through schools, now on Governor Katie Hobbs's desk. Critical race theory as of now, though, is not taught in Arizona schools, correct? So that would depend on who you ask. Some people will say it's not being taught. Others will say it's being taught. It's just history. I think that gets to the issue of why you need the legislation. So in my uh, area, in Chandler, I'm not aware of a specific um, uh, example of what 1 through 7 is that's being taught uh, from the bill. Um, But I can't speak to what's happening in the entire state. Okay, so he is in Chandler and he doesn't want critical race theory taught there. And according to him, it's not being taught there. So since it's not being taught there, we need legislation. Silly. That's silly. 
Okay, so now we got the hotline. You want to call it? I'm fine with it. Like, what are we going to, is there like a person going to answer? Uh, what do you, I mean, what do you think? I, I'm assuming it is like one of those answer, you know, you're calling up and it's like an, probably an old school answering machine. Tom Horn feels like he's got an old school answering machine with a little <laughs> okay. tape in it. All right. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be one of those things. All right. And like, we, do we talk to some, maybe we'll talk to somebody. Oh, I doubt there's anybody there to you talk to. You don't think to. so? No, 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 no. Okay. Oh, all right. We're and gonna... if we do, it's probably going to be somebody from a different country because they're going to make us do <laughs> we 12 different it. lines and and somebody's going to answer and say they're from, you know, where? Terre Haute, All Indiana. Right. <laughs> All right. So it's called the Empower Hotline. We're going to call it here. It's Tom Horn's creation. Uh, from the website, it, this is, I'll read it. The Empower Hotline offers you the opportunity to make a report about inappropriate lessons that detract from teaching academic standards, such as those that focus on race or ethnicity uh, rather than individuals and merit and blah, blah, blah. You may call the hotline uh, weekday hours, 830 to 440. Find that interesting. Yeah. Four forty at, at four forty one. It's over. It's over because that's as long as the tape can go. Okay. The, <laughs> oh, and they got it. You can also empower at azed.gov. Oh, okay. All right. So this, I, you and I, maybe we disagree. I think this is uh, this is a line you call and you just want to you want to complain about your kid's teacher. And uh, you, but they do have social emotional learning you don't on have here. The, you don't have the guts to email your kid's teacher. Yeah, so you're but gonna if email, I email so you and say, Tom hey, Horn. you know, you were talking about uh, wacky stuff or you tried okay. to make my kids feel about math. OK, uh, it's because there's which social... isn't happening. But go ahead. What? It's not happening yet. OK. <laughs> All right. Let's just remember, it's not happening yet. But the other day we were sitting here and what happens? They're talking about like we're talking about how it's starting to spread everywhere. And so we don't want it to spread. We want okay. math to be about math. I don't need feelings about math. Well, my feelings about math is I don't do it well. <laughs> All right. Call this thing. Let's get a line. All right. Here we go. Thank you for calling the Empower Hotline at the Arizona Department of Education. It sounds bored. If yeah. this is an emergency or you are reporting either a crime or an incident of inappropriate sexual contact, you should hang up and call 911. Thank you, Captain. Obvious. Appreciate it. Policy authorities. Okay. You are advised to also call the school administration immediately. <laughs> to continue in English, press 1. Right, press 1. There we go. You can make a report about inappropriate lessons that detract from teaching academic standards such as those that focus on race or ethnicity rather than individuals and merit, promoting gender, ideology, social-emotional learning, or inappropriate sexual content. Please be advised that all calls are monitored and recorded for quality and training purposes. Short of her going, we're leaving a message. Did it beep? No, go. Did it beep? Maybe. Did it? Hi, I'm trying to get tickets for tonight's game to see KD. Um, if there's a way to call me back at KTAR Radio, that'd be fantastic. I heard that you guys had some tickets. I'm interested. I heard that you had a lower bowl, and it's his first game. Uh, my name is uh, Jim, Jim Sharp. And if you can call, that would be wonderful. Uh, and uh, I don't, I, and, and my kid is being taught r- critical race theory. All right, thank you. Okay, I left a message. <laughs> you didn't leave your name boring. and number. You got to leave a number to call back. You didn't, yeah, you didn't leave the number. I didn't. I didn't, you didn't know, know what, what you got to say about the to, school the kids goes to. I don't have a phone number. I didn't. I didn't think about two seven seven K T A R. What grade is still rolling? Is it still going? What grade is your pretend kid in? <laughs> <laughs> you 
You're going to have try to do it, it again. <laughs> try it later. I love the lady. She's like, ah, I don't really want to be here. They and made I think me this, do this on bare minimum Monday, so this uh, is all you guys are getting from this me. This hotline is stupid, and no one's really going to call it. <laughs> if it was really that important, you would text me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, coming up next. Uh, hey, you know you're at a good game when somebody loses a finger. Oh, it happened right here. It's awesome. We're going to talk about it next. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, if you're thinking about dishing the glasses and contacts, look to King Lasik now. Get both eyes for just $3,500 with uh, $2,000 savings. Pretty awesome. I did it. It's amazing. 0% finance, 24 months. OAC Lasik with Dr. King. 146 a month. Go to kinglasik.com slash Arizona for complete details. Hey, remember uh, in December we were talking about that Coyotes uh, Bruins brawl? Yeah. Right? And it was, uh, it was sometime in December, and uh, it was like a big deal. There were... Uh, there were arrests, there were injuries. We'll talk about the one massive injury in a second. Uh, there were people that were put in handcuffs. So it happened in December, but uh, the fun part is we have the chaotic moments now. Yeah, uh, on the film, right? A, yeah, we've got the video of it because we hadn't seen it before. It's It's body cam video. The best kind. That's the best kind of video, body cam video. Okay, so I want, you, I want to take you back to December. So... How exactly did the fight start? You have Coyotes fans. Did this take place at the mullet place? The mullet, yeah, that's okay. right. Well, anytime there's a mullet around, you know the party's about to start. <laughs> Here's how the fight started, and we'll tell you how a person lost a digit. Chris and Rachel Bergman were caught in the middle. Chris explains how he believes the fight started. The Coyote fans, eight rows up, were speaking bad about the daughter. Don't know what they said, but... It irritated the hus- the dad. Okay, so you got Coyotes fans, and they're yelling at a girl, and her father is right there. All right, that's not very nice. Okay. Uh, but they are from Boston, so it is allowed. <laughs> I'm just going to say. I'm sorry. Is that wrong? Well, you're not a big Boston fan. No, I'm not. So During uh, the scuffle, Chad, uh, there was a finger that got bit off. During the scuffle, that man says another person bit the tip of his finger off. Ooh, that can't be fun. I'm waiting to hear screaming. I'm I heard. Hearing... I highly re- recommend you see that. What do you think? And I'm just going to say this, guys. Yeah. Alcohol was involved. Hey, did someone see my finger? You can see how shocked fans look in these photos as that person hands the security guard the tip of oh. that person's finger. <laughs> That's brutal. You guys hold on to that because when I'm done, I'm going to get it. But we'll watch the game. You can see how shocked fans look in these photos as that person hands the security guard the tip of that person's finger. See, I would think like someone dropped a carrot, right? That's what I would think. Someone was trying to eat healthy at a hockey game and they dropped a little carrot. That's what I that's what I would think. I wouldn't think it's a tip of a finger. Well, I would I would assume the person who lost it would probably be asking, Have you guys seen a little bit of a finger? Have you seen my here? finger? It was a little nerve wracking because, you know, you got there's probably 20 people. The couple says it was a hectic situation to be a part of. There's probably 20 people fighting, and I'm like, okay, how big is this going to get, and am I going to get in the middle of this? See, if I'm well, in that building, 20 people is pretty much everybody in the building but the players. It's only 5,000 people. So did the person, so was it a Coyotes fan or a Bruins fan that got their finger bit off? I thought it was a, 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 a Bruins fan. Okay. Is this the one where the cop runs down and yeah. he just, just jumps on everybody? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, there were people falling over seats and swinging at each other, and officers are rushing in, and fingers are flying. It's awesome. 
This is what you go for a hockey, That's screw a hockey the fighting, game right? right? That's a hockey you game. You don't want the fight on the uh, on the ice. You want the biting of a finger. That's terrific. One officer grabs a Bruins fan, puts him in handcuffs. All right, question. What kind of lawsuit's coming out of this? Because you know you can't be in a situation like this where there's not a lawsuit involved. Uh, well, I mean, I think if you get your finger bit off, you know, you'd probably you'd probably want to sue the person who did that. I would think that that would be the case, and you'd have every right. Uh, I, I think that. Okay, but is it the same as getting punched in the mouth? No. No. You get no, punched, no. You get punched in the mouth, you move on. You yeah. get a finger bit off. That, did they ever, wise man, did you ever find out, did they ever sew the finger back on the dude? I'm not sure about that. Let's check that out, because that's the important part of the story. <laughs> if you ask me, that would be that's the important part of the story. Or is it one of those things where it's not going to affect you tremendously and it might not be worth putting it back on because the damn it might do you more harm than good? And which digit was it? Because if it's a middle finger, I'll never be able to give the, the full bird anymore. You get a half That's bird? A, a half bird. What's a half bird do? You got to, oh my God, you give somebody a wounded bird. You give someone a wounded bird. No one's taking a wounded bird seriously. I love hockey. Index finger. It was the index. Is right. this one? The, yeah, is that, that one. the That's the index finger. Indi- the pointer finger. The point that's right. The okay. pointer finger. So the pointer that's finger is important. gone. That's important. Right, did they ever retach it? Did they ever attach it? Is your uh was taken to a hospital for treatment. Okay. Is what it says. I'll look into that. Um I remember doing a story years ago about a bar fight. Uh, and I think it was in somewhere in Arizona. Two guys got in a fight and then one guy actually bit the guy's finger off. Well, it was like his, it was kind of like this: bit the tip of the finger off, and it was such a nasty Just fight, the tip. right? That the guy who who bit the finger off was so mad at the other guy, he he took the other guy's finger and ate it. He swallowed it, so he couldn't reattach it. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. I got to be honest with you. At that point in time, you're like, this guy's serious. This guy's serious. <laughs> don't stick anything around his face. He ate my finger. That's how mad he was at the guy. I don't want. I know I bit the tip of your finger off. I don't want you to reattach it. I'm going to swallow it. Again, alcohol may be involved. (laughs) All right, coming up next. uh, Good times at the Coyotes game. Can't wait to go. I can't wait. Jack's coming out at the end of this month. I think we're going to go to a couple games. Good. Uh, You know, we're, 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 you know, I'm assuming there's not going to be any finger biting. It might be finger biting night at the moment. You never know. Uh, Did the Americans uh, get killed in Mexico? Two out of four, right? Yes. Did they get killed because they skipped a checkpoint? But it's not a it's not a regular it's not checkpoint. a regular checkpoint. Is it a cartel checkpoint? That it is. What's a cartel checkpoint next? Drive home with the Gatos and Chad show. So, uh, two dead. Two are they're working now to get their bodies home. Uh, Two of them alive, one of them injured. The other one uh, is fine, but obviously horrific in Mexico, what took place the other day. Matamoros. Uh, Matamoros, Mexico. And uh, it is, it is, we're learning more and more. First of all, the wife of the man who was shot and is alive, uh, she had no idea he was going there. Oh, gosh. That is not a strong relationship. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say at that point. He didn't point. tell his wife he was going No, there. no. She had no idea. Okay. Uh, They're together? Mm-hmm. The wife of one of the Americans uh, said, uh, I didn't know he was going there. So she goes, I only knew that my husband was helping two friends. I had no idea he was traveling to Mexico. I just knew he was going somewhere to help 
two friends. Like maybe, hey, I'm going to help my friends move or whatever. So she knew he was going, but not where he was going. Yes, yeah. I was okay. going to help my two friends. Didn't know they were going to Mexico because okay. I, I would assume uh, would have got one of those, hey, uh, no, no, you're not. Well, that kind of gives some insight. Did he not tell his wife because he knew where he was going? And how dangerous was it was? a hostile environment? Or as we said yesterday, one of the five most dangerous places on the planet. Yep. All right. It's interesting. Uh, uh, here's the other thing. And this is... Uh, so when you cross over the the border, everybody goes through checkpoints, right? Yeah. They have regular checkpoints. Yeah. Like like if you, if you cross the border, you're going to get checked by uh, whoever's in charge right there at the border for Mexico. And then you go into the country. The cartels have their own checkpoints not too far away from those that operate with impunity, just want, you know, and they stand there. What? Yeah, just standing there with several guys with guns. And these people saw the guns, saw they were regular people, knew exactly what it was, panicked, I guess, and drove by them really fast, oh, which God. made them think these are either Haitian smugglers of drugs or human beings, their oh. rivals. Because right now well, we got to back up, man. Yeah. Hold on a second. All right, so what you're telling me is that there are four Americans in this car. Yes. They come over the border. Correct. Because remember, in Mexico, it's not like coming into America. No. When you come into America, you got to show all your papers. You got, you know, your, okay, they ask you, what do you, did you bring anything back from Mexico? In Mexico, they just let you in, basically. Yeah. Okay. They saw a checkpoint. It freaked them out. They didn't know what it was. And they sped by it. They saw guns. And they sped by it. Yep. And then that started the chase. And then they were alerting people. They got. They didn't think it was the federales. No, no, because they're just regular, you know, people and with 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 machine guns and with all the, you know, whatever. Would you turn around uh, instead of going deeper into Mexico and allowing them to chase you? Wouldn't you stop halfway down the road and say, "Yeah, I don't know who those guys are up there. We're just going to turn around and go back." So I, you would think. Yeah. So what ended up happening was they chased them. No. Car slammed into them and kind of spun it, and then they just got out and started shooting because they were assuming it was uh, of you know uh, the Haitians, drug smugglers. They thought because there's a big battle going on between three cartels. The Gulf cartels is the Nuevo Next Generation, right, and uh, is fighting big time as Losetas and for that area. And this is really weird. Uh, was it 32 states in Mexico? 30 of them have really bad issues when it comes to cartel battles. They'll tell you uh, quietly, uh, fi if you want to go to the safest state, find the state that has a cartel that is beyond dominant because you'll find a, safe, uh, a place where there's no violence. Because if they have nothing to fear, they run and do anything they want. Okay. And that's not this situation because the Gulf cartel is being challenged. Not only that, they're being challenged with inside their own, their own ranks. So when they sped by, because they're already hearing about the, the, the fact that because the Haitians with, you know, they got to wait for the app and there's a huge Haitian population right now that's intense waiting. And they're thinking they, these people are trying to smuggle Haitians over. That's our gig. A cartel checkpoint mm -hmm. is insane. Now I'll tell you, I've been to Mexico and I know you've been to Mexico. We've all been to Mexico. There are some checkpoints from the police. Yes. Um, there are some checkpoints from the federales. And not always. Yeah. I've been to Rocky Point. I've never had a checkpoint. Not one. Now, I know that other people have. I've heard some other. You stop. Uh, my friend said they got you out of the car one time. 
put you right back in. You're you're going. That's got to be a little scary. I get it. But a cartel checkpoint is insane. Yeah. That is insane that that they would la- allow that to happen. Put it this way, Chad. Rocky Point is Arizona's beach. If there was a cartel checkpoint, would anybody in Arizona no, no. go? I would never go there no, again. No, nobody would. No one would go there again. No. And so if you are running, I'm just going to give you the example. Rocky Point, if you're the mayor, you got to make sure that there are no cartel checkpoints. You've got to make sure that if you're coming here to spend money to make our economy better, we need to make it safe for you. So and Metamoris, they already know it's not safe. Most Americans don't come here because they know not to come here. Yeah. And or, that's why we'll just allow a cartel checkpoint. And, and again, they operate with impunity. They can do what they want. They, they'll even charge you uh, a fee, you know? So so they could have said, hey, you can you can pass by if you give me a 50. Yeah, yeah. something like that. And so, you gladly do it. And you gladly do it, and you let it go. And it is, it, it, you know, I remember when I was with my grandfather, we went to bury uh, what would be my great uncle. Uh, we went through a couple checkpoints deep into Mexico that were not federales, and they're mm-hmm. guys with guns yeah. and stuff. And it was scary. It was a little, you know, unnerving. Oh yeah, but it, you just—it was like it was—it's just—and it's to them, it's just business. Okay, but you don't speed by it. No, that was their problem. They sped. They panicked. They sped by it, and then oh. it was—it was on. All right, let me put the scenario out there. You have choices if you're these four. You see. The checkpoint, and you don't know who it is. Do you stop? Every, other people were. Okay. Do you, that's, that's interesting. Do you stop? Do you turn around? Or do you speed through it? I'll tell you the one thing you don't do. And I think it goes without saying. They did the stupidest thing that you yes, could have done. Absolutely. Because now that you have, it's like running from a police officer. Well, you're guilty of something, aren't yeah. you? If you're running from a cop, if you're speeding through a checkpoint, you're guilty of something. So now I'm going to chase you. So they could have stopped. If people ahead of them were stopping, I would have been crapping my pants. But I, I would have felt better that I see other cars stopping and maybe they're just giving them money. And I'm saying, OK, I would have turned around. You have three options, man. You stop, you turn around or you blow through yeah. it and you blow through it. Guess what? You are stupid. Yep. And they chased them, and they, you know they alerted, and then they got into. They were surrounded. Oh my goodness! And uh, and it's funny because the, in the sense of they hit the car and spun it, kind of like you know, like uh, that made it fishtail. But other people that were describing it, who are Mexican citizens, live there. Says when this happens, you just keep your head down, and don't look at anybody. Yeah. And you're like, my God, how is that? There's no way to live your life. No. Oh my goodness! So it's crazy. Yeah. So they so the mistaken identity because they panicked. Uh, and I understand the panic part. I do too. Yeah. But you know, but this also it, goes to you didn't understand where you were going and the seriousness no. of cartels and what goes on. That's down there. where you turn around. Yep. I don't know what we're getting into, and it ain't worth a tummy tuck. And if I've already paid for the tummy tuck, keep the money at this point. Yeah. You keep the four grand. Or you know what? You die. Yeah. And two people died. Horrible story. Oh, my goodness. All right. Coming up next. It's the Gators and Chad Show. Hey, we're here till six. And then we hand it over to Becky Lynn. Contractually obligated to be here. Okay. Um, it's a game tonight, I hear. Dude. It's a basketball game. KD. Downtown Phoenix is going to be rocking tonight. Yeah, I'm super excited to drive by and get stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, it's funny. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but my wife and I are making a big deal out of this. We're going to have some great food, some, you know, uh, sit down, 7 o'clock, watch the game. And, you know, we're actually, this is the first time this year where we're like, this is the Suns game we need to see. Really? Like, this is must-see TV's first uh, game in Phoenix as a Sun. Home game. So that's pretty interesting. He says, I know it's going to be loud. Is that what he said? Yeah. It's kind of, that's about his personality okay. right there. Well, that's all right. Yeah, it's it's hard to hear him because he's seven feet tall. Was so far away. So he's high, high up so there, tall. man. I mean, seriously. travel down. Right. He like doesn't travel to. down. Just know it's going to be loud tonight. Yeah. Hey, you ever get attacked by a, a Valley uh, police dog in your I front yard? I have not. Yeah, that's interesting. So I guess my first question is, well, you know, how do you know it's a police dog? Are they wearing like the little... It's got a little badge. Like, does it have a badge? Exactly. Is it wearing a uniform? Because we've got some guy in Goodyear who is recovering after getting bit by an Avondale Police Department uh, a canine. Is it called a canine dog or is that repetitive? It's repetitive. They, they, you don't need to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, did you go to the... Um, it's uh, like a convertible cabriolet. <laughs> it's a convertible convertible. It is in both languages. Okay. So it's like going to the ATM machine. No, no, it's already implied. ATM is, what does A and T stand for? Automatic teller. Automatic teller machine. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The machine machine? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so a guy got bit. That's got to suck. Now, uh, was it really the police dog? And why did you get bit, sir? Yeah. I wonder if he'll have to identify it in a lineup. Oh, that's right. Is he going to have like a corgi, like a wiener dog, yeah, exactly. a mutt? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so like, I'm trying to figure out how does something, how does something like this happen? So, according to the police, um, they were, it was a guy and his wife, and they were cleaning out their trailer. So, we're in the front yard. And then all of a sudden, I guess Rico got hungry and said, listen, I'm taking a bite out of this guy. Now, was it, Rico on duty? Is Rico on duty, Becky Lynn? Was, was the dog like what, patrolling the, the that, neighborhood? No, or? I don't think so. I believe, um, as I recall, he was at his home and he, he ran off or got out, didn't go in the house or something. But he, he belongs to Avondale. And I believe the officer, who was the handler, lived in Goodyear. Right. Uh, the wife had to get the dog off her husband by getting a broom. They got her. He, she got a broom and she tried to pry the dog's mouth off of him. This is this is terrible. Goodness gracious! Did this guy lose a digit too? Did he lose any fingers? <sighs> he has a puncture wound. I know that. Uh, so so, and this is the dog that went missing overnight, right? Because he does things his own way. He's out fighting crime his own way. Well, it's it's almost like Batman, but you know, but with a dog, with a dog, bat dog. So, are we really calling this dog Officer Rico? I don't want to be like, no, that's his name. Is you called the canine? So he was missing overnight. He was missing overnight. Okay, and because he'd had enough, and he's like, I need to fight crime. You yes. guys are not doing it the right way. Right. But then he got out, got and he bit teeth. somebody, oh, and because he bit somebody, now that guy owns Avondale. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's the way that works. We talked earlier about a guy having his finger bit off at a hockey game. Yeah. You know there's a lawsuit coming. You don't think there's a lawsuit? I, 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 your your police dog went RoboCop. The, from what I understand, the, the canine officer is a five-year veteran and up to date on his vaccines. Does that include COVID? I'm just saying. I don't know that that includes COVID. I don't know either. In this day and age, I, I'm just not sure. Anyway, uh, what do you do with the dog? 
Well, well he's Rico. off duty. Well, <laughs> by the sounds of it, I don't know if Rico can be trusted at this I point. I know. Uh, you, listen, I love these these dogs. These dogs save uh, officers' lives, and officers will tell you all the time they they love these dogs. They care about the. We got a rogue dog. I'm just saying, we got a rogue. Uh, there's dog, an right? issue here, and I think it was that this is not the first time this dog has wandered off. Is that right? Yeah, so there's obviously he's doing something. He's got something going on. It's a good. Maybe he's got a drinking problem. I don't know. Okay, how funny that I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe this happened. Like Scooby Doo, just Scooby Donut it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Maybe he's I, looking for good. love. Uh, Rico did not have any other bite incidents on his record. That's good. Okay. Uh, so so all of that things plays into what happens next. You know, do you have to fire the canine dog? I mean, that's. That's tough. Oh, man. Are we going to have to have a Department of Justice uh, come and check everything out? I think probably, yeah. Here's something, though, and I think it's, uh, uh, was there a crime being committed? Did he, see, did, uh, see, you never know. Maybe Rico thought they were breaking and entering into the trailer. I don't think that was happening. And Rico came to the rescue. He's like, I am so sorry. This rarely happens to me. Uh, the dude got bit. He's got yeah. to go fund me. He's got a ton of medical bills. He's got a Band-Aid on his hand. That doesn't look that bad. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a, I'll throw a five in you. No, no. Not for Rico? No, no. The guy that got bit. Maybe Rico needs to get shots. Coming up next, Arizona has a new political party. Is it just as bad as the other two we have? Next.